to music people about movies about music people. I'm Naomi, I use she, her pronouns. I'm Crystal, I also use she, her pronouns, and we are Basic Bitches. So we are happy to have Brooklyn-based garage punk band Desert Sharks here with us to talk about the Baz Luhrmann 1996 remake of Romeo and Juliet, starring Claire Danes and Leonardo DiCaprio as the story's star-crossed lovers whose tragic romance is set against the hellish backdrop of gang warfare in the fictional Verona Beach and set to an iconic soundtrack featuring Radiohead, Garbage, The Cardigans, Desiree, and Everclear. So uh, thanks so much for joining us, Desert Sharks. Please go ahead and introduce yourselves. Oh, hi, I'm Sunny. I go by she, her. I'm Rebecca. I go by she, her. And I'm Stephanie. I go by she, her. So... Romeo and Juliet, let's get into it. Yeah. Um, what, well, I guess for, straight off, what made you pick this movie? The soundtrack, for sure. Um, it was such a big deal when it came out in 90, I didn't realize till I watched the movie that it was from 97. And I think everyone I know had, had the CD, had the like orange palm tree CD or whatever was on it. Yeah, it was like back when like soundtracks to a movie were like a big thing. And that was the soundtrack, I feel like. Oh yeah, totally at the time. I feel like whenever anyone mentions this movie, the first thing they say is the soundtrack. Mm -hmm. And actually I rewatched it this week and I think it's the first time I've seen it probably since it came out. And I'm like, oh, nobody actually really cares about the movie. They cared more about the soundtrack. <laughs> I like the movie. Anyway. It's okay. <laughs> So I don't know if this was just the British version, but was your CD an enhanced CD? Ooh, possibly. What was the enhancement? Well, this is the problem. <laughs> My home PC was not up to the task. I don't really know. I think it was like, um, like an interactive Verona Beach. That sounds thing. familiar. I said the same thing because she asked me this question. I was like, I don't. I don't know, what was it? And as soon as she said some kind of interactive Verona Beach thing, I, I, I had yeah. vague memories of it, but also don't really remember that it did anything. I do think I have the CD still somewhere here. Like I have to, I should have looked for it. Yeah, you brought it on tour once. <laughs> no, but I also don't have a CD player thing on my computer. Like it, it doesn't have a drive. I don't know. I, I was trying to find like footage online. It's just lost to the ether. Yeah. And I swear this. I'm going to look into this. If, if we can figure out a way to connect the CD to a modern yeah. computer, we'll get it. Started. I would love to know what it actually does. Probably something you can get it to me. I, yes. I can do it. <laughs> oh, Rebecca. <laughs> Done. We're, we're on it. I guess, like, do you remember which? songs really stuck out to you in this soundtrack like personally I well there were two things for me one was that this was years before I learned the guitar 
but I played the piano and it was very rare for there to be a piano song that everybody was really fucking into. Mm-hmm. So I bought the music to actually the whole soundtrack right. and I'm really sad that I don't have it anymore. Oh. Um, just to learn the Desiree song, which in all honesty is about three chords. And if I had really tried, I probably could have worked I was going to say, can you still play it? <laughs> I bet I could. I'm gonna work it okay, out. Okay, we're gonna get this. We're gonna get this CD interactive CD. We're gonna have you play piano. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be. It's gonna be a whole thing. That in uh, itself just sounds like a great YouTube video. Just like the weird pixelated images of Verena Beach with piano playing in the background. I'm here for it. Um, but like the one band that I discovered on the soundtrack and consequently bought an album from was Everclear. Oh, I was really, really fucking into it. I mean, I had an Everclear CD for sure, but I mm-hmm. think I had it before. I don't know. I don't want to like be like oh, I knew about Everclear before. <laughs> I think they were a thing in America, but I'm pretty sure that it was like the first time I knew they existed over in wow. England. Wow. Yeah. Impressive. I mean, that song. That song is so it is good. good. I mean, and like its cue in the movie is really well placed. It doesn't last very long, but it's like the song that they're playing when I think Romeo is just like pulling up in his car on the beach and there's like dust everywhere. Yeah. It's like looking all cool. It's really, uh, really sets the mood. He's hanging with his boys. He's a local god. Yeah, because it's right before he like goes into the pool hall and stuff, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I should have paid closer attention to where each song was playing but I was like I was really like how how much of this song are they going to play like I was trying to remember like they you know the church scene obviously mm-hmm. you know that's when they sing um Prince yeah mm-hmm. which is not on the soundtrack no <laughs> no there was a second volume oh. and I think it was mostly incidental music but I think the choral stuff's on that because I don't think the that everybody's free. I don't think that was on. I think, is it not? Maybe it's on the enhanced version. It's on the enhanced version, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, one of the songs that was like, I mean, it was just so huge was Love Fool by the Cardigans. It's, it's been, everyone's heard it a thousand million times, but nobody had heard that song before that movie. And I never like bought a Cardigans album, but like I remember being at school dances, dancing to Love Fool and being like, oh yeah, those for sure like the biggest commercial hit. I didn't realize that that song was from this movie. Like or that it was part of the soundtrack. Cause I, I yeah. wasn't aware of the soundtrack at the time, like in 96 when it came out, I, I kind of missed it all. So I kind of revisited it now and was like, oh wow. It had such a minimal part though. Yeah, it's pretty stacked. It is a pretty stacked soundtrack. Yeah, it's got like butthole surfers on there. Garbage. Gar- garbage. Yeah. We were talking briefly about garbage. That yeah. song also I thought was like so tough and cool and creepy. That was mm-hmm. like height of garbage. I also like that was probably the one other one that kind of worked on the piano. Oh my god. Because <laughs> <laughs> I can remember. So I was like. 14 I think when this movie came out so I was talking about this with Crystal I'm pretty confident 
that this movie had a 15 certificate when it was in the theaters in the UK. And in the UK, that means you literally can't go unless you're over 15. Like, it doesn't matter if your parents are with you. So I couldn't see it in the theater. Wow. But it was still like very important to me, mysteriously. Well, yeah, especially if you're not allowed. It yeah. was important to all of us. Yeah. <laughs> but I can remember like playing that garbage song on the piano and singing it and just being like, I would die for you. I, it's I like, get, oh, yeah. Really <laughs> feeling it. We're like teenagers. We're like, oh, my heart. <laughs> I probably would die for Leonardo DiCaprio now that we're talking about it. Same, same. <laughs> At least that that era, Leo. I was also like, he was peak. pleasantly like reminded of like my boy crush on Leo. Like he looks like a like a little boy. But I was very young, so of course I had a crush on a young man. But like looking back, like as an older woman, I'm like, they look like <laughs> they're babies. Like Claire Dane, like she's yes, 13 or something. But like Claire Danes, I remember when this movie came out, her in that movie, that was like the standard of beauty for the next like five yes. years. Like she was in every 17 magazine. It was like how to make your lips like. Uh, Claire Danes in Romeo and Juliet, how to put soft glitter shimmer on your cheeks for that. Like it was that look that like- I was gonna say how to get some angel wings. Beautiful. (laughs) Yeah, that was undoubtedly like the Halloween costume of the year for tween girls. It almost wasn't Claire Danes in the movie. They originally casted Natalie Portman. Yeah, it was Natalie Portman, but they got rid of her because she was actually 13 years old and it looked like Leonardo DiCaprio was molesting her because he was like 20. Yeah. And they're like, oh, maybe this is a bad idea. They already look young enough wow. as it is. Yeah, so I think Claire Danes yeah. was like 16 or 17. Because <laughs> my circle of life was before this, right? Right. Right. I, I kind of remember it being like a moment mm-hmm. that she was going to be in. Oh yeah, it's like the the it's Juliet. It's like and like you were saying. I thought the exact same thing last night. I was like, she was the standard of beauty at that time. It was like kind of girl next door, like kind of weird, but but pretty. But like mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. Little bit of ugly crying. <laughs> <laughs> I knew she was a serious actress. Yes. Well, when she cries at the end, that makes yeah. me laugh every time. I feel like a jerk. <laughs> so I remember seeing it in the theater and laughing and everyone in the theater laughing. I literally, I was watching this last night with my boyfriend and I was like, the part at the end where Claire starts to cry, everyone I know who's, who watches it can't not laugh at it because it's like an echoing room and she's just like, I don't know. I mean, there's she recovers. Iconic crying. Iconic. Leo too. But there's a lot of crying. There's so I mean, so many feelings. So many, many, many feelings in this film. Teenage feelings. So many feelings, and then you're they're like, I mean, obviously this is classic. It's Shakespeare or whatever. But you're but I'm also like, you guys know nothing about each other. It was, it like, was also so fast. <laughs> How are you in love? Like, why are you getting married? <laughs> he was on pills. <laughs> He's on ecstasy or something. I don't know. <laughs> but, 
Yeah, I had the same thing. I mean, we were kind of talking about this earlier, like there's um stylistically, this movie is a lot. And it's weird. In some ways, it's weird that they kind of kept the Shakespearean dialect because, you know, we just did 10 Things I Hate About You. Oh, yeah. Which obviously very much is not Shakespearean right. dialect. But this, they made the choice to, to keep the, more or less the original text. But like that adds a gravitas to the movie. Cause we were like, can you imagine, Crystal was like, can you imagine if they were just talking like regular nineties English in this film? It would have been terrible. It would have been terrible. Oh, You're so totally bad. right. They wanted that originally. They wanted it originally, but, but I think they fought to have them use the original language. It just, it would have been such a different movie. But when I saw it, I saw it in the theater when I was a kid with my mom. Um, and I had read Romeo and Juliet before seeing it and went in and watched it and remember being really confused and disappointed mm -hmm. that it was in Shakespearean English. Mm -hmm. But now watching it, that it would be insane. It would be insane and terrible. If it- So cheesy. Yeah, it would be so cheesy. It's already like, so close to the edge, if not completely over. Imagine if, like, during where the Everclear song came in, everyone just woke up and was like, What up, Romeo? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it would be terrible. It would be absolutely terrible. I, I was thinking about this yesterday. I was like, I can't remember how old I was when it came out, but like, you know, around the same age and I had read Romeo and Juliet and I remember like everybody loved the movie and I think it probably was just like drooling over Leonardo DiCaprio and like costuming and stuff but watching it yesterday for the first time in at least 10 years if not longer probably longer than that I was like oh I, I actually like appreciated it like in a different way like I was grateful that like you're saying that they did like the old style English like I felt like I don't know. I, I liked it. That's all I have to say. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I mean, and there's some really incredible performances, like even if it's very over the top, but like John Leguizamo. Oh, he's amazing. Day. Incredible. Incredible. Like fully committed to the this guy, role. The guy who played Mercutio. Yeah. Oh yeah. He was amazing. He was in Lost. He was in Michael Lost. from Lost. Yeah. And he was so annoying and lost. So to see him in this, I was like, wow, he's actually a really great actor. And he was kind of hot then. Oh, he's, he's a bad. But in Lost, he's just like so annoying. Everyone hates him. He's like the annoying dad, you know? I never saw Lost, so. I feel like I never saw him in, because I think he was in Oz as well. But I remember like wow. not seeing him in for anything for ages. And then he turned up in Lost. And I was like, oh shit, it's that guy. Oh. <laughs> they've made me hate him <laughs> oh well now i'm never watching lost no, no i don't know it's I actually great no memory that paul rudd was in this movie like it surprised me to see him there looking the same this movie exactly the same exactly the same yes <laughs> paul rudd has found the fountain of youth and refuses to share he i thought he was a great annoying man like he played like the like kind of like just like gross like skeevy but like hey I'm gonna butter up to your dad and yeah just like overly cocky yeah. white male vibe yes <laughs> he did great at that 
nailed it. I was looking at him, I, I like particularly like there's a lot of close-ups of him and like that weird montage where he's hanging out with the dad and they're in like the sauna and stuff. And I was like, I don't know how old he is in this movie. He might be only like 17 or 18. He looks older. So it's possible that he's actually looked somewhere in the middle of young and old this entire time. Because yeah, he's older than he is in Romeo and Juliet. I wonder how old he was. Now I kind of want to look that up. You like I looked <laughs> it up and he was like 26 or something. Oh, Rebecca's okay. on. Nice. Wow, that means he's even older than... How old is Paul Rudd? <laughs> I don't know. That was- like 85? Is he... <laughs> So we have we may have stumbled on a much larger issue here. <laughs> he's fifty one. What are you? He's fifty one. Yes, I think he looks great. Yeah, and he is five foot ten. Yeah, he's five foot ten. Thank you for the this information. <laughs> and where was he born? And what is his blood type? He is from Passaic, New Jersey. Oh, New Jersey! Oh, damn! Yes, Didn't know that. where I grew up. Jersey boy. So. If, if I can uh, bring us back to the soundtrack. <laughs> <Yeah, sorry. laughs> um, so how did this soundtrack or any of the songs on it maybe inspire your own sound as you've all um, taken up playing music? I did not listen to the soundtrack before forming this band, so I can't answer that. So <laughs> That's fair. That's an honest answer, you know? That's all we can ask for. <laughs> I was 11 at the time when the movie came out. Kinda, kinda missed it at the time. Came back to it later. I mean, the soundtrack kind of is all over the place though. It's like, you think about the cardigans compared to, you know, Radiohead talk show hosts, like very different vibes. Yeah, it's it's definitely like a, like everything about this movie is like a 90s montage. I, I will say like, personally like I I thought like a lot of the songs were like not all of them because there's like like you're saying there's love fool and whatever but there are some like heavier darker themed songs like I would die for you and like pretty piece of flesh and like I don't know it kind of felt like badass in a way I guess yeah it's kind of edgy like, it's edgy it yeah and I I mean I think we like to play with edginess with the stuff we write we usually try to we kind of tend to lean more towards the edgy versus the love fool <laughs> yes definitely we don't have any i die for you lyrics though no i'm gonna work on it yeah no not yet <laughs> not yet i have to figure out who i'm gonna it's gonna be for my cat i was just okay it's gonna be about your cat oh yeah i mean i i will fully admit that i would spend time lip syncing that ever clear song in my room. Like, for whatever reason, that song for me was just like, I fucking love this. Uh, and I would like to be part of whatever this is. Did you look in the mirror when you did it? Like, were you? I don't, okay, th- I'm going to get really real with you. So I had this soundtrack on CD, but I did not have my own CD player yet. So if I wanted to listen to it, um, I would have to play it downstairs in the general family living room. And my younger brother, I'm the oldest. This is like, I was basically, I don't know if you're Bob's Burgers fans, but I was Tina Belcher. (laughs) 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 My brother definitely walked in a couple of times when I was just like going for, there was no mirror. 
that. I just just envisioning. Oh, that's awesome. You know, yeah, I love something in me. I don't know. That's amazing. I love that. I think I just like envisioned like like in my youth it was like all these feelings like that like love like you know like teenage love where it's so amplified and yet you have no idea and no experience whatsoever you're just like my heart what if someone sang this Desiree song to me or like (laughs) you know like I'm kissing I'm like had I kissed anybody yet probably not I don't know (laughs) you know I was just like oh my god it was very emotional it's an emotional film all of the emotions are like jacked up to 11 and yeah which i think is one of the things that makes it work and i was going to say the soundtrack too like it is eclectic but i think it spans like all of these emotional highs and lows uh that we are taken on over the course of the movie like the the like fluttery like love fool vibes and the like super desperate being in love i would die for you vibes yeah like tough guy like local god like we're the tough boys and that whatever yes it it does all of those things um which you know is what makes a good soundtrack that can like really encapsulate all of the emotions of the movie um but that also like work as cues to move the story along Mm -hmm. a little bit so yeah I mean it was a legendary soundtrack for sure I wonder who do we know who pick the soundtrack like who wasn't I didn't look I don't know it's possible that it was Baz Luhrmann because I think he likes to do everything Mm, Um, that'd be cool because some of these songs they must have had in advance because like Desiree's in the movie so they must have picked that right right the um Young Hearts Rung Free they obviously had in advance um Oh yeah, because they performed it. Yeah, yeah. That that song got re-released as a single in the UK and was huge. And oh, rightfully so. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's a great song. I'm looking at the soundtrack right now. I think that Radiohead song is just such a good song to speak to the scenery of the movie because the coloring in that movie is also very different. Mm-hmm. Is, is it? I don't know how do you describe it. Is it oversaturated? Yeah, it's like super saturated. Um, and that song just kind of goes along with that so well that's the one that really stood out to me that was like prime radiohead time too that was like ever i was i was obsessed with radiohead when this came out i mean you had to get the soundtrack it had everybody i don't know it did it had all of the the cool bands of 1996 it had had all the cool (laughs) bands and then it's like if you like radiohead that song you can only get on the soundtrack Mm -hmm. like this is before you could like go online and listen to it everywhere you know you had to buy the cd yeah and it was like also the the age of the the compilation album you know like these kind of these kind of cds were so popular and like important because you could hear a little bit of so many different things and then like work your way forward from there it just like pick and choose what you like and then follow that path Mm -hmm. yeah I mean this was like right in the middle of when movies had to have a song you know like that doesn't mm-hmm. really outside of disney i don't think that really happens <laughs> but like <laughs> no it doesn't unless it's like quentin tarantino or something where it's like you can tell they've like thoughtfully right but 
or like James Bond sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah. Not so much. There's been no, you know, Brian Adams. Oh, like Whitney's bodyguard. <laughs> Get out of town. <laughs> That's true. No, it's so true. I I feel like. Like if I would try to think of like a modern movie where I'm like, oh, the soundtrack is so great. I don't know what, it, I can't, I only think of like stuff from that era. And maybe that's because I was buying soundtracks during that time, but. Yeah. I don't know. Do you, can you think of anybody, any soundtracks of recent? If, you, if you've seen the show 13 Reasons Why on Netflix, they mm-hmm. have a really good soundtrack. But that's a show. <laughs> it's a show, but, it, but I guess because it's music from this era also. Oh really? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I can think of like, I'm trying to think of one slightly more. I mean, all I can think of is Donnie Darko, but that was like songs. Right. That wasn't right. Yes. No, that was big for sure. But that was also like what 2003. That's still yeah. (laughs) 20 years. Practically the 90s. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of a lost art. The soundtrack. I love a good soundtrack. If I if I'm watching a movie and the the music or like Netflix or whatever, you know, and the music is really good. I will say I I remember really liking the music on a Netflix show called um I'm not okay with this. Mm. Oh yeah. Did you see you that? that. Oh, yeah, it was so really good. good. I'm so sad it didn't it was going to be renewed and then they didn't, but yeah, that had really good music and that like stood out to me and it made me like the show more. That's what I felt about um, American Horror Story Hotel. Oh, that really? soundtrack is awesome. It's, it's just a lot of industrial goth stuff. Oh, sweet. Um, and yeah, it's really cool. You know what? I just thought of what does soundtracks these days. It's all the Marvel movies. It's mm-hmm. like Guardians of the Galaxy doing Led Zeppelin. and But it's still throwbacks. Whatever. Yeah. It's still throwbacks. You're right. You're right. right. Yeah, it's not music from like today, the present time. Oh like it doesn't God, act as like right. a snapshot of the time in the same yeah. way. Do we need to make a movie? <laughs> <laughs> Just so we can make a soundtrack. Oh, for we it? can make a soundtrack. I'm in. I mean, right? Yeah. I mean, that's so cool. Well, I think it's because pop music today is different. You know, it's like this is all the pop music of 1996. Like pop music now is mumble rap is like the biggest thing, you know? Right. And I guess if you were into that, you would have a different opinion about current movies. Yeah, I mean, there may well be soundtracks that are huge for like 14 year olds now. Sure. Because I was, that's something I was thinking about when we were watching this movie last night is like in 1996 and then for like a solid five years afterwards, this was like a seminal fucking movie. Yeah. I had a poster on my wall that was like the three strips. It was like her in the wings, him looking through the fish tank and then him crying in the grass at the bottom. Like oh, (laughs) huge poster. It was on my bedroom wall, and then when I went to college, I gave it to my sister, and then it was on my sister's wall for years. Like wow, this movie was a thing. But I was watching it last night, and I was like, "Does a fourteen-year-old in twenty where where are are we? Twenty (laughs) twenty-one. Fourteen-year-old in twenty twenty-one have any idea this movie exists? Right. That's a good question." I also, let me ask you this, when you played it, did, so it's super oversaturated. I was like, is it my TV or is it the quality of this that like, it was almost blurring it? Mm. Did you, so, did anybody else have that? It, okay. like, it felt a little soft, it, you know, yeah. around the edges somehow, but even uh, yeah. though it was still like the colors are really vivid and 
you know, yeah, really. Also, at times it was like, it's like they turned up like the, the only way I can think of it is like a Photoshop filter, but they'd like turned up the sharpness. Yeah. Like that bit when they're like taking the pills before they go to the party, there's a close up Mm -hmm. on Leo's face and I could see the makeup on his skin. Oh my God. (laughs) But is that because we have like HD TVs now? That's what I was like. I was like, did this movie look like this? And I didn't know it. Uh, I, probably. Like it looks, it just, I, I haven't seen it in so long that it looked dated, but like, I don't know. I mean, I have had a VHS copy of this movie oh, for amazing. years. Amazing. And the last, the last time before this that I had watched it was on that VHS tape on a tiny, tiny, TV VCR combo that's like this big <laughs> on the first day that we moved into this house. Yeah, we didn't have <laughs> and how was it? Was it did it stand the test of time on VHS? It was yeah, it's oh. like it's uh, this this movie is long and it's also it's so much. <laughs> it's still so, so much. It's overwhelming. Lot. How much they would like crop movies. Yeah. Yes. Mm. So everything felt very claustrophobic. Oh yeah. It's like there's a lot of like wide shots in that film, but you were yeah. this much of all of them. It's a very fast-paced movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's long, but it's fast-paced. Minus, I guess, the like dancing thing, but like, it, it's an adrenaline movie. I feel like you're like the the cuts are so crazy, and it's yeah. like. I mean, I didn't, I don't know. I, I appreciated it, but I'm also like, but it's also nostalgic for me. So like would someone who's never seen it now watch it and be like, what is this weird shit? <laughs> or, what, or what are they be into it? Right, that's, that's the first thing I said. I was like, how does Gen Z feel about this movie? I mean, like, the 90s are back. The 90s are now, yeah. <laughs> the 90s are now. So maybe it's like having another, maybe it already is having another resurgence. I have no idea, but- yeah. Well, I mean, how did it hold up for you all, like seeing it this time around, you know, like with, with another set of eyes from when you saw it last time? I I genuinely enjoyed it. Like I, I think, yes, for nostalgia's sake was a huge part of it because I was like, oh my God, my friend used to do her hair like Claire Danes in the wedding scene. Like I, I was like talking to my boyfriend, I was like, every girl at prom had that hairdo with mm-hmm. the tendrils hanging mm-hmm. down and like whatever um but I, d- I did enjoy it because I feel like we've everyone's had to read Romeo and Julia at some point or like typically has interacted with it in some way and I was like I really did enjoy the modernization of it of like and it is 90s but like it's also yeah. such a fun snapshot of the 90s I don't know I really liked it that's my Rebecca, Sonny, how did you feel? Didn't really stand up as well for me. Um, yeah, again, it, it just seemed kind of cheesy. <laughs> it's totally cheesy, but I liked it. <laughs> the nostalgia of it was fine. But again, like at the time this movie came out, I didn't really want to see it because I was very, you know, I don't think Leonardo DiCaprio is cute. I don't care about boys. <laughs> Yay. But... Um, <laughs> I ended up seeing it because of the soundtrack and I haven't seen it since. And now I'm just like, oh yeah, still pass. The soundtrack's still better. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah. when it came out you were pretty pretty young at that point yeah I guess I guess I was 10 um so I probably wasn't able to see it in the theater I saw it because that was the year my parents had illegal satellite tv but oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean I kind of agree with Sunny um I honestly barely remembered it because it had been so long since I watched it so I was almost watching it with fresh eyes and I liked it for what it was like the snapshot of the 90s it was nostalgic but I wasn't like wow this is the best thing ever it was it was definitely worth seeing and I could definitely appreciate it but I'm not like I wasn't wowed by it put it this way if you replaced it with a soundtrack of you know pop music today I would hate this movie and I, <laughs> I, 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 replace it with a soundtrack of pop music today and assume I thought for the first time this week I would hate it so. that I mean of course yes the soundtrack the reason we chose this movie is the soundtrack <laughs> yeah the soundtrack is key to the enjoyment of this film well um this has been great thank you all for uh talking with us um what's uh, what else is going on with you all you're going to be playing any live shows soon are you working on anything and how can people find out about you and listen to your music we are working on writing new songs right now. Um, and once we get some vaccines, we're gonna try to get back in the studio. Um, but you can follow us on all the social media. We're on Instagram at Desert Sharks, Facebook, Desert Sharks, Twitter. I never channels. use Twitter, but D Desert underscore Sharks. We're in all the channels, Bandcamps, SoundCloud, <laughs> Spotify, I don't know. If you look for us, you'll find us. Thank you for hanging out with us. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, this is really fun. <laughs> I'm gonna send you another Zoom invite and it's just gonna be me playing Desiree on the piano. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send you one back with the- Yeah, we'll, we'll work it all out. <laughs> the special, well, Rebecca will do it because she's got the CD. <laughs> yeah. Awesome, it was really fun to see you all. Good to see you. you Have a good night. Bye. 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 You've been listening to Basic Bitches Movie Club, produced by us, Basic Bitches. If you would like to know more about us, please visit basicbitchesband.com. Don't forget to review, rate, and subscribe to this podcast on your provider of choice.